The Gospel according to John chapter 6. Once the crowd realized that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. You are looking for me not because you saw miraculous signs, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. On him the God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, What must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, What miraculous sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our forefathers ate the manna in the desert as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who came down, comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, from now on give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. Your fellow redeemed. Have you heard of the keto diet? Something I've only recently heard of, know a couple people that are on it, and it's kind of interesting. It's a low carb, or even better, no carb diet, okay? And that kind of forces your body to start burning ketones instead of those carbs or sugars that you normally feed it. Now, when it does that, that's called ketosis. And ketones are found in the fat. Now, that's kind of why it's getting popular, because then your body starts burning the fat that's stored up there. And to get started on that diet, you actually go on a fast, and that helps your body switch from, starting, from burning those carbs and sugars to burning those ketones to start burning that fat. Now, I'm not bringing this up because I'm trying to give anyone any hints here today. But rather, I, I want to ask this question. The connection is simply this. Do we at times take the same approach to our faith? Burning off the fat reserves. Are we strong enough that we don't need to keep feeding our faith? Or do we need to constantly be feeding our faith with the bread of life? Two weeks ago, we heard about Jesus feeding the 5,000. Last week, we heard about Jesus' encore that same night when he walked on the water. Today, we hear about what happens the very next day. The same crowd, they were looking for Jesus, couldn't find him, so they go all the way to the other side of the lake and finally find him. And when they do, one of the first things they ask for, we need a miracle. What miraculous sign are you going to do to prove to us that we should put our trust in you? You just kind of scratch your head, didn't I just do that? What, what they essentially ask of Jesus is, is this. Jesus, we know you fed 5,000, but Moses, he fed our forefathers for 40 years in the desert. What are you going to do? They're, they're essentially pulling this childish thing of, hey, are you going to one-up Moses? <sighs> well, Jesus corrects their misunderstanding and tells them, 
Moses didn't feed your forefathers for 40 years. God did. The, 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 way that, the whole way they went about asking that question just betrays the motives of their heart. They were not coming to Jesus as their Savior from sin. They were not coming to Jesus for spiritual food. They were coming to Jesus because they didn't want to have to work. They didn't want to be productive and earn the food they ate. They wanted a free meal. Far from starving us, Jesus wants to give us a feast. And he wants us to feast on his word. The irony here is the crowd didn't get it. The crowd did not realize what kind of food Jesus was really offering them. He told them he was the bread of life. All they wanted was just another meal to fill their bellies. I guess that leads us to asking, do we miss opportunities to feed ourselves? Catechism class is going to start again today. When's the last time you opened your catechism? Or is it fair to say that, that, that those catechisms sit on shelves and they're rarely used and frequently forgotten? Are we missing out on feasts that God has already provided for us? School starts here at Redeemer tomorrow in the area. Some schools have already started. Sunday school, catechism, there's a new Bible class, a Sunday morning Bible class, all starting today. Well, in school, I guess you ask, what's the goal for the end of the year? What do you want someone to learn by the end of the class or by the end of the grade? Is that worth us asking spiritually as well? What is the goal? I hope you have the goal of growing in your faith this year. But even that is not actually really the goal. The goal is eternity with your God. The goal is salvation. And God uses His Word as the food for your faith to keep it healthy and strong and living so that it endures into eternity. So that we reach that goal. So again, to achieve that goal... It's good, it's healthy to plan for how are you going to grow in faith this year. If you are not attending a Bible class, I encourage you, please do. Last week we announced we, we have a whole printout of all of our fall offering of Bible classes. Let me maybe use another picture. Anyone here watch cooking shows? Has, has it ever happened you watch one and you see them doing something and you think, that doesn't look so hard. I can do that. And you try, and it turns out nothing like what you saw on TV. They make it look easy, but it's not. Now imagine, imagine you had one of those fantastic chefs that was cooking for you, and they'd cook you anything you wanted. What would you have them cook? Filet mignon? Salmon? Lobster? The desserts I'm not even going to try and get into. Whatever they made, it would be just superb, fantastic. And how many other words can you come up with to describe it? Can you imagine someone saying, you know, I'm really not all that hungry right now. I think I'm going to snack on some Doritos instead. That'd just be crazy, right? You have this fantastic chef and you're going to snack on Doritos? No, no. Jesus is no slouch. He offers us the best of food for our souls. His word. And yet, 
is it fair at times to say that we would rather have snack foods, unhealthy snacks, than the marvelous meat of God's Word? Now, hopefully, I'm not carrying this picture too far, but look, I mean, meat, honestly, it takes work to chew it. it takes, it's harder to digest, but it's also more beneficial. Junk food's easy to consume, but I guess I gotta ask, do you want the fast food or the steak dinner that God provides? Which one is gonna be healthier in the long run? You see, the feast of God's word is worth the investment of our time. Now, in this world, it is not healthy to overindulge in food. However, when we're talking biblically speaking, God wants us to become fat in His Word. To read, learn, and inwardly digest it. To store it up. To enjoy the feast that He's provided for us. Now, have you ever come across someone with a sign asking for money, need money for food? And and you're moved. And so you go and give them some food. And they, they turn down their nose at it. Oh, I guess you're not really as hungry as you were portraying yourself, huh? Well, how many times haven't we cried out to God for help but have a hard time making time to be in His Word to listen to what God says? Have we maybe even done the same thing? Crying out to God, portraying ourselves as those starving for help and yet despise some of the very help that God gives? Uh, do Do you think... Maybe God provides some answers to some of our prayers in His Word? Definitely. Do you think God has comfort and reassurance that He wants each and every one of us to have in His Word? Definitely. Jesus today says, Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. Where is the focus in our lives? At times it's on God and His Word. But I think it's fair to say at other times it's shifted to things of this life. Now God's given each and every one of us responsibilities as parents, as students, as spouses, as employers, employees, etc. And those are all good. But even those responsibilities are not where the focus should be. Jesus makes it very clear. He wants our focus to be on the food that endures to eternal life. Not the food that spoils. Now, I mean, this is good for self-reflection for each and every one of us. This is good for some repentance. Jesus tells us today, He is the bread of life. Whoever comes to Him will never go hungry. He quiets the fears of our souls with His message of forgiveness. He fills the hunger of our souls with His promise of eternity and salvation. I have nothing against the keto diet, but we do not want to take that approach in our faith life to try and burn off our fat reserves, to try and live off of faith and knowledge we had when we were kids or in catechism or or younger in life. We need to be continually feeding this faith with God's gospel promises. 
You see, we need to go to the cross day after day after day and there find the comfort and assurance and certainty that our sins have been paid for and washed away. We don't want to try to say, you know, I, I know enough of God's Word. I, I, can, I don't have to keep being in the Word myself and having devotions. That's really slowly starving your faith. But isn't that what the Israelites were doing? The ones that came to Jesus? They came to Him wanting another meal for their bellies. And they were so blind that they missed the feast that Jesus was pointing them to. They missed what Jesus was saying as He said, I'm the bread of life. I'm the one that feeds your souls. Jesus today invites us to come to Him for spiritual food. He invites us to come to Him and have our appetites filled. He invites you to feast on His Word. It's in that Word. is the only place we hear about His work of salvation and the assurance that our sins are forgiven and there's a place for us in heaven. Now, if you had a professional cooking for you, would you just be content to nibble on the feast that they had laid out for you? Just a little nibble here, a little nibble there. I have a hard time picturing that. I'd be, I, well, maybe not gorging myself, but stuffing myself, right? Let me close with a question for you today. Are you content to just nibble on this Word of God that He's given you, that is soul food, that is the only thing that continues to feed your faith, help your faith grow, that's a feast spread out for you and laid out for you? No. Feast yourselves on the food that Jesus gives for your soul. Amen.